Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. It's a very simple message. It's about it's something that you all know already, but it's, it has to do with something I'm dealing with right now. I'm in the midst of a, I've had my heart broken over a whole different situation in my life. There's a couple in America that I, I, I've known like forever that I'm deeply, deeply, deeply close to. And um, I mean, if you could see super Christians, if there was a picture of super Christians, that would be this couple, you know what I mean, in the, in the, in the book and in the, in the paper. I mean, outrageous love for one another, outrageous. Every anniversary, you know, I mean, they go so out of their way. They've been married just over 25 years, and I've known them ever, you know, before. And uh, just, I mean, you know, super strong in the church, uh, recognized by all manner of people for the gifts and the talents they carry. But, I mean, just exuberant, alive, happy, blessed, you know, out of, out of just overwhelmingly blessed people. You know what I mean? Just incredibly good. And I don't I mean, just powerfully blessed people but all of a sudden about three weeks ago three or four weeks ago these are people that I FaceTime once in a while I FaceTime the wife and she was weeping her heart out and I went what on earth is wrong what's wrong and basically her husband it's like I don't know if he's about 45 it's literally like a midlife crisis all I know is he's just he's flipped out in the natural and, I mean, from being this super incredible, loving, loving man of God, you know, all of a sudden he comes home and he looks at his wife and he says, you know, I've been living a lie for all these 26 years. I've never really loved you. Now think about that. Don't, and forgive me for using them as an example. Think about how much we know Deji and Tina. Think about Deji coming home one day, the Deji we know, and saying, you know what, Tina, I've never loved you. I mean, that'll never happen, amen. But I'm saying, but that's what I thought and perceived about this couple. Seriously. The name of this subject, this title, this message this morning is Just One Thought. Just One Thought. Because that's all it takes. Well, he, he just began and then and she began to share with me stuff and they have beautiful children that are full of God and always in the church and stuff like this. And they, he began to share, she began to share with me the vile, I mean, vile things. It's just literally not him. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like looking at somebody. It's literally, it is a demon, actually. It is a demon to flip that quick. But he just would speak in vile, vile things. She's a bit overweight. And he come home one day and she said, he said, I'm actually embarrassed to be seen with you because you're so overweight. I mean, think of what that does to a wife for the husband to come in and say, I'm embarrassed to be seen with you. I don't want to even, you know, don't want to talk to you. Don't want to be seen with you. Don't want to have anything. I mean, this is a guy who is like perfect, the perfect husband from all, all directions that you can imagine. He's a perfect husband. And, you know, and it just, and it, like I said, I, can't, I wish I could get this off me. Like I said, I had a whole other message I was going to share, but I just can't get this off of me about 
the power of this because evidently he said to himself, this one day, he's a, he works in a Christian environment. Um, he's high up in, in, as an executive in a situation. And uh, he has teams under him. And I don't know what's happened, but he evidently said this, I can do better. I just, I mean, think about this. Somehow it just started with one thought. I can do better. And we don't know what it is. I mean, you know, when in church history, you've all heard us say this. Uh, when a person falls or messes up, it's normally, well, it, listen, sin can only come from three directions. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life, Right? That's the only three areas, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. Well, there's younger women that work with him. We don't know if, you know, like in the world, and besides what I just said, the way the world says, it's either when somebody fails, it's usually the gold, the, the girls, or the glory. You know what I mean? Something like that. So we don't know if he's got, you know, somebody flattered him or whatever. But I mean, this, again, what I'm trying to stress, and like I said, forgive me because it's so personal to me. I don't know how to, I don't want to belabor it with you guys. But what I want to get to is it just, I just couldn't get away. God just kept telling me. He said, one thought came and he took it. Just one thought. And he said, I, he keeps saying, I want you to remind your people. It's just one thought. It's just one thought. So I'm just going to read this familiar scripture. You know, Matthew 6, 31, Jesus said, there, you don't have to try to put them up because, I mean, they all know them well. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? And, you know, you've heard me teach on it before. The power of that truth, take no thought, saying, the way you t give a thought life is you would do it without even realizing it. You'll begin to speak it. I can do better. I can do better than my wife. I can do better than this situation, whatever. And all of this is rooted in what? It's it, Like I said, it comes along with pride has come somewhere. But I guarantee you, when I, the more I thought about this, I said, Lord, why did this happen? And he says, super simple. He said, I'll tell you why it happened. Little or no prayer, little or no book time. That's it. If you don't have a prayer life, if you don't have a life of devotion to the book, if you, you know, you, I'm telling you, it's the only way we could fall is when you give up on your prayer, you just stop praying and you stop reading. You're opening the door to destruction. You are. I don't care who you are. But I'm talking about somebody that's, that's strong in the Lord. I mean, strong in the Lord. And like I said, it's just blow, it's blowing my mind, literally. I just can't conceive. But this is why God keeps bearing with me. He said, just one thought. Tell your people, really understand this. And I want to swim to the positive in a little bit about that because the same thing to me can work in reverse. That's what I never hear people actually speak enough about. But anyhow, just one thought. Jesus said, take no thought sane. So that's something you really have to be aware of. You've all heard the truth about you can't stop bad thoughts from coming, but you can stop them from staying, right? You know, and again, the old euphemism, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. You know, it's a funny thing, but it's the truth. And then the next verse, of course, we all know 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. It says to bring into captivity every thought. Every thought. I have to do this daily. Like I said, I'm human. Like I said, I'll look over at my wife and, you know, the thoughts will come. But I just, I've learned, I just said no. I mean, I'm just, I'm, you know, patting myself on the back here, but I'm incredibly fast to say no. That's not from heaven. That's not from the kingdom. No, no. I reject that. I won't receive it. I just reject it. And that's what happened. But every thought bringing into captivity, every thought. Now, if he says to do that, I am silly enough to believe you can do it. You know, the, and the, the thing is, I, over my years of ministry, the people that I've seen that have been their own worst enemy is just astounding. I mean, the people like this, the individuals that I've met who have what we call persecution complexes frustrate me, I think, the most. Everything is somebody else's fault. Everybody's after them. Everybody is against them. Everybody, and that's all, and they live there. They li I mean, they live there no matter how much you talk to them, share with them, counsel them. It's like, well, you know, these, these people, they don't like me. They're after me, and that, all this, you know, they said this, and they, and they live in this realm where they presume this, and they presume that, and they just, their thought life is just crazy. But they live like that, and they live miserably because of it. You know, it's, you just have to understand, that's not God's will. I mean, that's silly, it should be obvious, but it's not God's will for us to just constantly be so negative. The whole thing of God sending Jesus is He converted us from the negative to the positive. You understand? So anyhow, but think about it, bringing into captivity every thought. Say every, just to do my, make me feel better. Every thought. I mean, okay, forgive me, Nate. Hope you don't mind. But again, I remember, you know, when Nate went through his time, his wilderness moment years ago, you know, like, you know how long I've known him. But uh, he was held, held, literally held captive by the devil. Like it says, you know, that you might recover yourself out of the sin of the devil. He was literally held captive by thoughts that were not from heaven. He went through hell. I don't know how many years, man, but you went through hell. I remember, I always remember the thing you went through about food. Do you remember? I mean, I know you remember. Just a silly thing. He'd sit there. He'd, we'd meet together sometimes as a group or what have you. And Nate would order something and he'd go, it would come and he'd go, I don't know if the Lord wants me to eat this or not. And so one time, I remember, he sent something back, and then they ordered something else. They brought it, and he said, I don't know what the Lord wants. I mean, it sounds so silly, but he was just living in a state of some kind of confusion. It was just demonic. I mean, it was hell on earth, and he just got so sullen and so somber and so down, and it broke my heart for him, man, because, I mean, I loved Nate like a son. I've known him for so long. But, I mean, he, but fortunately, he knew to stay in Christ. He knew to stay in church. That's one thing you knew to do. And I'm telling you, that's the whole issue here. Just you got to stick with the program. Just stick with the program. It's not rocket science. Just stick with the program. If you hang around God and stick around God, things will come good. But again, I'm going to repeat the thing like I said, but make sure you have some form of prayer life and devotional 
life. I mean, I'm just saying because you're on the road. The moment you stop, the moment there's no prayer, the moment there's no book, no, you're not in the book, you just open the door to disaster. You do. I've, you know, I've been in this stuff for, you know, 38 years now ministering. And uh, the things I could share that I've gone through. Anyhow, then we all know Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. Future destruction usually begins with a single thought. One thought, not caught, can predict failure. This man evidently began his descent with, I can do better. It's pride. And then the situation, and the, and the other thought that comes is this, is what if? And you see, in other words, what if I do this? Can I get away? It's like, can I get away with this? And uh, like I said, maybe you guys are all thinking this is so simple. I may not be going for it, doing any good for any of you, but like I said, I got to just get it off of me. But, you know, what if I do this? And then that opens the door to a road of justification where somehow you begin to justify these actions. Like I said, this, this man that I'm talking about, I mean, he's even taking most of his salary now and shifting it to another city where his headquarters are. And basically, he's, he's, going, he's working on in, in developing another life in another place. Now, like I said, that may not mean a lot to you, but like I said, this guy was like super Christian. I mean, I'm just saying every conference, everything, well, well, well thought of by the pastors, you know, using ministry, using worship, all of them, just. And all of a sudden, you know, just, you know, just somehow a demon spoke a word to him, I can do better. And it started him on this trail. And like I said, it's either the gold, the girls, or the glory. I don't know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. He won't talk to me. Yet, but he will at some point because I'm going to have to press the point. But um, I, like I said, I know his children. I know his wife so well. When this, when you talk to this woman, she just she's not a super emotional person, but just weeping so hard it just breaks your heart. And all I know is it just keeps hitting me. God just kept saying, "It's just one thought. Tell your people how powerful it is. You must catch these things immediately." It just takes one thought. It just takes one thought. But now I'm going to stop the negative bit. Like I said, this is probably going to be very short. But what I really want you to hear is also think about that in reverse. The people that you could say, what if I tried this? What I mean is think what, you know, the people like I always refer to the guy for some reason because he came to our school once that created, you know, a multimillionaire because he created the paperclip. You know, think about it. One day he was sitting there, he said he was sitting there and he was trying to, he was upset because he didn't want to staple some of the stuff. And he just had this piece of wire for some reason sitting there. I forget what it was from. I don't remember what he said. And he just bends it over a couple of times and said, hmm, I wonder, and puts it over and puts it on this paper. And he goes, hmm, that's interesting. It's too small, though. And he said, you know what, I'm going to check this out. And long story short, the dude becomes a multi-millionaire with paper clips. And, the, you know, we all know the scripture says God, he will give you knowledge of witty inventions. How many of you release your faith for that? None of you do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you do. All right, good. 
Hallelujah. But what if? See, one thought. It's like David was music. See, one, one thought can swim into him, and he's got a song that can touch the world. One word. One thought. But see, the same, same thing is true for each and every one of us. Don't dismiss those kind of thoughts. Don't dismiss them. And John, forgive me for looking at him again, John, our, our brother John. John, you know, works for the, us and for the church as well now. But John is an incredible accountant, you know. But through the grace of God, God brought him to us. And, you know, he's been working, you know, for such a minimal amount of money that we give him. It's insane. But he's been devoted to us for, I don't know, five, six, seven, I don't know how many years now. Do you know how many years? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So yes, I know. No, but I mean, you know, he could be making so much money in a firm here in London, but um, he's just shown a devotion to us. And uh, but I, I just, I'm just saying. But I, I know, you see, what's going to happen at some point. You know, John will find a firm that will recognize the skill set that this guy has. I mean, the way he works with paper, see, paper burns. I, I, I'm, no, I'm not a paper person. Smoke comes out of my ears the moment I get paper. <laughs> and he deals with everything and just brings it to me so I can put my name on it. That's it. Everything from all this stuff for, well, everything. But I'm just saying, what if? I, I, I would like you to begin to seek the Spirit of God and say, what's my what if? What if I tried this? It only takes one thought. It only takes one thought. Jay Letourneau, I tell his story every once in a while, Jay Letourneau was the guy that came up with the idea of a four-wheel drive. The Ashwan Dam and Arabia, these people all came to America and they were looking to America's finest big tractor-type stuff equipment. They were, I wanted to know, you know if they had the equipment that could actually help build the dam. They said, we don't have any trucks or anything like that that's, that can really do what needs to be done. And they were sitting around a board table, and at that time, Letourneau was, a, he was, a, I forget what the, his quote-unquote rank, but he was a junior in this corporation. And uh, they all went around, and they were all talking. The heads of these companies were saying, well, I, we don't think that can be done. There's just not a vehicle that can do that. And we don't know anybody that can. And Letourneau raises his hand up and says, I can. I don't know where. He said later, he said, I don't even know why I said it. He said, but it was God in me that said it. And he goes to work and basically begins and finds this situation, discovers how to, whatever he does is, you know, becomes an eternal's work and stuff and machines are still all over the world right now. He's the guy that made so much money that he wound up tithing 90% of his income, lived off 10%. He's one of the guys that did that. Tithed 90% of his income. you imagine? Wouldn't that be nice for us to be able to do that? Can you imagine having enough income? And it all started because of an idea, a thought. What if? See, there, there are better ways of doing things. You can either, this guy said I can do better, but I'd like to say I can be better. In other words, how can I be better? Well, again, my father will tell me. And I'm just saying, think, I just want you to go away today being so diligently aware of the fact that God wants to give you ideas. There are better ways to do simple things. 
I said there are better ways. And that discovery is waiting upon somebody to just simply have a look at it, have a think about it, and release faith about it, a better way to do something. People in business, like I said, accounting or whatever, people, I don't care what you know, I, I think about Pat and DeAndre, you know, they're in some form or another in finance and what have you. There's, they can, all they need to do is come up with a, just a bit, a better way to do something, a quicker way, a more expedient way or whatever, or need, whatever. And it can revolutionize anything. But all of you have that ability because all of you have someone called the Holy Ghost yeah. who will lead you into truth. He will lead you into truth. But again, I've been in this so many years, but I still know that so many Christians, they don't ask the Holy Spirit for this kind of help. Every single day of my life, I say, Holy Spirit, guide me. Show me truth. Guide me into the truth. Show me things to come. You said you would be my counselor. Counsel me. I want counsel in this. I want to know how to better communicate. But you have to partner. You've heard me teach this so many times, so don't get bored with me. But you have to partner with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. Intentionally. Come. Be my partner in this. Help me as I walk through this. Help me as I think about this. Spirit of the living God, speak to me and expect him to speak. That's why then again you have to learn the skill of quietness like you know, you've heard me teach on again. Be still and know that I'm God. Hallelujah. Just one thought can lead you down a road of destruction. Just one thought. <coughs> that you take, and you don't even realize it, but you wind up saying it. Just one thought. That to me, like I said, I just, again, it's like going from white to black, or from whatever, I don't know, you know, from life to death in a moment. After 27 years of incredible, super Christian love and the things that happens in their life, the beauty the things I've been able to share with them and times I've been with them in meals and stuff and family time and stuff. And how in a moment, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, they can go from life to death. So I'm praying so, 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 so hard for God, as the scripture says, to turn his heart as he turns the many water courses, you know, back to his wife and what have you. But again, like I said, away from the negative, think about the other side. Just one thought. Ask the Spirit of God to give you <coughs> thoughts from heaven. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. And again, you have to know, not surmise, not think, not just, I mean, whatever. You have to know, I mean, know that it's God's will for you to be blessed. That's right. You can't partially play with that. You can't, you have to get rid of the pride that says, oh, no, no, you know, it's not God's will for me to have money. You know, you need to be delivered if that's the way you think. You do. Amen. And of course, not every individual on the planet Earth, not every individual in the body of Christ is going to be a millionaire. But that doesn't mean that you can't be a millionaire. A multi-billionaire, there's no limit to God. God could care less. As long as he finds a man or a woman with the right heart, 
there's no limits. Because the man with the right heart, you've heard me when I was teaching on righteousness, a righteous man is not afraid of money because a righteous man or woman knows what to do with it. But you have to have that settled. You have to have that settled. And the way you settle is because, again, first of all, you're well, like you're set free from the fear of tithing. You're set free from the fear of giving. I mean, that's just part of the journey, isn't it, where you get to the place where, of course, I tithe. I mean, it's, it's unthinkable for me not to. I mean, you know, that's settled. But as long as there's that play kind of doubt, ah, I'm like, God, what am I going to, you know, that'll never happen for you. And I don't say that in a, in a way to condemn. I'm just saying that's just the way it is. But once, so one of the first, but once you get past that, then you just realize, I don't care who you are. It makes no difference what your educational background is. It makes no difference. God is for you. If God be for you, nothing can stand successfully against you. He wants to use whosoever will. So be a whosoever. You know, I'm, I'm done. Hallelujah. Everybody say it's short. Is that short enough, Deji? <laughs> Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to be better, but I'm content at the same time. The power of contentment is something you taught me a long time ago. I'm content. I'm not satisfied. Satisfaction is an enemy. But I'm content with you. You brought a peace to my life, even in the midst of storms. In the midst of that storm, you slept, Jesus. But I thank you, Father. I just can't get away from that. Just one thought can lead to utter destruction, but just one thought can lead to utter blessing. Open up the eyes of our understanding in the name of Jesus. Flood our heart with light. Give us knowledge of witty inventions. In the name of Jesus, help us to be a blessing. You said you've commanded the blessing upon us. You commanded it. Well, who are we to try to rebuke what you've commanded? And you said you've blessed us that we might be a blessing. Amen. I want to be a blessing. Amen. I believe everyone in here wants to be a blessing. It is so much fun to give. It really is. It is so much fun. It really is more blessed to give than it is to receive. It really is. It's so awesome to be able to help people when they're in need. So I just give you all the glory and all the praise, and I pray that what I've shared this morning will not be misunderstood, but they'll somehow take it to heart and see the positive side of this. That they'll learn that they can bring into captivity every negative thought that's against the heaven, against heaven. If it's not from heaven, they'll recognize it immediately and say, no, that's, rough. that's bogus, I'm not going there. Cast it down so quick. Just reject it. No, no, no. That will stick close to the kingdom. We are holy people unto you. And we are kingdom people. So I give you praise for that. In the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Okay, well I said, not joking, but I said in the beginning when I talked to a few of you because I knew it was going to be short. If some of you have something on your heart that you'd like to share, whether it be Deji, Dez, David, Mike, I don't care who's Abby. I mean, you know, if, has anybody here had something they'd just like to share or speak to? It might have something to do with what I just shared or something else.
Anyone here? Otherwise, we're going to pray, have some people pray, and what have you like that, and go for us. I will say one thing, Pastor. Um, one of the things about your dear wife, Pastor Julie, is that she would always come in and say, right, this is the word for the month. This is what? I'm sorry, I can't hear This is the word for the month. And this is the word for the, oh, yeah, she yeah, she used to do that, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure she will again. Amen, she will. Absolutely. Okay, no one's, no one's going to take the position of, of your dear wife. But this morning as I was, I was praying, the Lord reminded me of this, the first of the month. And interestingly, the first thing that he said, he said, this is the word for the month for you. And he said that it's, I give you power to make wealth. Hmm. Right? The yeah. Things yeah. As well. But that was the first one. So when you said knowledge of witty inventions and just one thought can do 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 do. Yeah. I immediately thought, whoa, Lord, that's what's in the spirit over. I believe yeah. it. So my my position this morning was to declare every over every day of this month. A day of success, a day of coming into what God has planned for you, a day of making wealth, yes. Every day, though, taking it, declaring over the, each and every day of this month. Yeah. He said, quickly, pray over the month, own it. Own it for yourself, own it for your house, own it for your family, own it for this ministry, own it. Declare what it shall be, because it <coughs> is such a month. Make wealth, he said to me. Like everybody else, but it was a uh, make the month yours. So that's what I would say. Okay. In Good. the prayer that we fervently, aggressively demand that the month be a month where we have success, where we have prosperity, yes, where we have ideas, all the things that we need and we know God wants for us. Mm -hmm. We take hold of the month. For that. I agree in Jesus' name. You guys remember the scripture that says he will lead you into your wealthy place? Yes. Amen. Someone else, did you want to say something, Craig? Yeah, I have one more thing to say. You see, you was talking about the man, 90% uh, tithing. The what now? The man that, that gave 90% tithing. Yeah. He lived off 10%. I think, I, I think that, I think that. Uh, it's hello? okay. He doesn't have it. It's all right. <laughs> I, think, I think that greed leads to destruction as well. So, you know, give, living off 10%, it just. And him giving, because um, the Lord blessed him with millions and millions and millions, so it makes sense why he's giving all of it, all of it away to show the appreciation for yeah. the Lord blessing him so much. So I, I feel like he's he's a smart. Well, the Holy Spirit has revealed him and made him wise to to be um, to be um, a blessing. Yeah, appreciate a blessing and be appreciated for what he really has. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. I kind of bit my lip, but you know, it says slow to talk. You slow to talk quick to listen. No, that's cool. You're done. That's good. No problem. Someone else? Yeah. What I was going to say is um, on the back of what Deji said also. Is, Forgive me, but do try to stand up, speak a little louder just so we can hear whatever it is you're going to share. Um, what, what I've been pondering on for the last month is that in the Hebraic calendar, yeah. And it's a um, it's very cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah. It's it's a it's a um, year of open doors, 
And I just want to encourage everybody as well, like what Deji was saying, is that, you know, let's go forward and hear what the Lord is saying. And he's taken us through, and all our doors are open, but it's just taking us through and hearing what exactly he's saying, what we're going to bring to his, from his kingdom to those around us and even in our lives. So it's the year of the open door. Amen. And God is not going to... and. It's the year of the open door, but God is not going to hold back anything. He's actually saying, it's coming. You know, sometimes you think, well, maybe, maybe not. And yeah. I know somebody promised me, but he's saying, my children, this is the promise. This is the door. you so got to expect it. So we don't have anything to stress or worry about. We just need to go straight through because the door is open. The door is open for this year. And it's going to take us through without any kind of, I mean without any stress, I can't stop crying because it's become a truth. And all I'm doing is, like what Pastor Ross said today, it's amazing because we're all kind of, it's like connecting the dots because there's only one Holy Spirit. And if we're in prayer and we're seeking him, he's going to tell you what he's telling Rod, what he's telling me and everybody else. And he's saying there's no need to be scared, no need to stress because what he's got for you it is there. And we just have to believe this. So I'm changing. I've had so much negativity over the years. And it's like, you know, you get to a place, even in Christ, that you say, oh, Lord, not again. Or it's a backlash. Or it's something else. Or you lose a job. Or you lose. But I'm saying I'm taking authority over those thoughts because yeah. this is my year this is the and it's really funny because julie has been sharing all this for years and you know something okay hey bro yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah you know and i kind of get with it one year then i don't get with it and then you know but god has been doing something since the summer and so by the time we got into september it was a whole new ball game and i'm saying that we're never too old in this thing to learn we're really not and god wants us to just take a hold of this truth and change the very things that's been spoken over your life or what's happened in your family or your generation or just you as a woman, you as a man, whatever's been happening that is not the will of God that we turn around and we say, what are you saying for my door? My door says, okay, this is for me. Yeah, I think somebody was sharing about a job and that person just went in and they got it because it's God. And we have to start seeing, even if we're housewives or whatever, we are the best housewives. If we're accountants, teachers, whatever we are, we are the best because those doors are open to us. So even if we are housewives, the children are going to turn around because it's your open door. Sorry. Amen. Oh, good. Amen. <laughs> that, that actually does deserve an applaud. An applause. <laughs> um, so just really on the back of what Deji was saying, and I do I do completely agree with that. Um, and I think it was really wonderful that you went first because we were sharing intercession about God himself surrounding us with favour like a shield and so I was woken up as you do by the Holy Spirit because to be honest Pastor Rod what you were sharing there's lots of couples in here and it's word for each and every one of us isn't it really mm -hmm. that no one is beyond deception yeah. no and one. no one and the only way the enemy can come is through the mind and we can we have to cast down those thoughts and and so anyway but there's good news for us and um, so I was instructed by the Holy Spirit to read Psalm 5, 
and I read it through. And I think it's very interesting that part of that is for us to also be discerning. But I just want to focus on verse 11 and 12. And this is the word of the Lord to us. But let all who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. So we don't rejoice after we see. We rejoice because we believe it's coming. Just really literally what um, Karen has just shared. Let them ever sing for joy. So actually, I think, you know, I'd love to understand um, how different people worship the Lord. But I really just don't care about that. I worship him in the way that I, my expression of my gratitude um, to all that Jesus has accomplished for us. This is Psalm 5. Remember, this is all accomplished now in Christ Jesus. Because, we, you know, the scripture says, let them sing for joy because God himself cover and shelter us. Yeah. Let those who love your name, and I believe we love God's name in this church. We might be few in numbers, but we are united with that one common purpose, going after the Lord's heart. And your, um, who love your name, be joyful and exalting you. And then he says in 12, for you, O Lord, bless the righteous man. Amen. The man, the That's one the who truth. is in right standing with you. And we are definitely right standing with him. Our righteousness is in God in Christ Jesus. And he says here, finally, you surround him with favor as with a shield. Yeah. And I really believe that the Lord then took me through. I was looking at what disfavor means. It's everything that you were talking about, Karen. And now God is reminding us that he himself surrounds us with favor as with a shield. So that promotion, that job, this opportunity. But we've got to believe it because open doors, which is right, 5784, I was telling a Jewish person what it meant. They didn't know, but that's fine. And, and I admit, but we have to walk through it. You know, we make our boast in the Lord. We cannot do any of these things on our own account, but he has given us the ability. So the time has changed for us not just to read the word. Remember that dream I shared? We have to believe that word is for us in yeah. the name of Jesus. So we just really pray in whatever the Lord has for us. We receive it. We step through those opportunities. We take hold of that. Those the things that the Lord has set apart for us. If we don't take hold of it, no one else can. That's the other thing. If he's set apart for his people, then it's for us to lay hold of. And we bless the Lord that the Lord is doing those wondrous things in our heart that we simply believe. We simply believe for our building. We simply believe for those opportunities. We simply believe for those miracles to unravel. Yeah. Because it only takes one word out of here to those buildings for this place to be flooded. There are, there are many in need of the good news of Jesus Christ. So yeah, amen. In Jesus' name, we are surrounded with God. With favor as a shield in Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe, you expect. That's just a simple truth. If you actually believe, you expect. Someone else? David Powell. Um, just as Deji was talking. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, it's, it's easy sometimes when you hear a word like that, you know, obtaining wealth over a month, 
to kind of discount yourself to go I hear it but really um, and I just felt there was a a response whether it be from one person or 10, 20 people yeah. just to say that how is it possible to obtain wealth without a fight to obtain without a struggle because that's, that's been your story so far mm-hmm. so the Lord just showed me a picture just <clears throat> literally as I was just um, closing my eyes when an army would go into an old ancient city to to take it they would one of the first things they'd want to do is get the storehouses. And if they can get the storehouses, they can control the food source. If they can control the food source, they can control the wealth of that city. Um, And then as the army would proceed into the next city, they would benefit off the spoils of the first one, Um, which is why the story of Jericho and and I is so important. And basically the, the phrase that came to me was, this is the harvest of spoils. The harvest of what? Spoils. Spoils, yeah. And what the Lord showed me is that we've all fought battles over the years that have stored up these spoils and that for the next three months That should be the expectation. It's not a struggle. The battle's already been won. And it's so beautiful to know the army of the Lord has already gone before you. The songs we've sung, the songs we've been writing, the stories that we've been telling, the army of the Lord has gone before us. He's already won the battle. So this open door that you walk through, this harvest that you obtain and you benefit from is a harvest of spoils. It is the legacy of his victory that you then walk into. So it's time to put down the sword and what do you say? They beat their swords into plows and just start cutting down the corn. I was, I've just been in rural France for the past week and I've seen and tasted the spoils. Like the, the food we were eating, the, the, the produce that they have was the food that we then had in the evenings. And when you taste something that has just come from the land just a week ago or three days ago, it's something different to something that's processed and comes out of Tesco or Carrefour for, for the French. Something different when it's when it's already gone through a process and has already been obtained, and I just want to just encourage us to no longer expect that the prosperity we're going to walk in is a result of us having to struggle, fight, win something, and then we receive. That actually is possible for us as Christians, and it should be the expectation that we now walk in these spoils. Um, yeah, the land has already been ploughed. Yeah. So whether it's healing, whether it's um, money, jobs, whatever it is, when you walk into that interview, see it, Lord, if this is a spoil, then it's mine. Yep. If it's something I've got to struggle for, then it's not. Because these next three months, we have to expect the harvest of the spoils. Amen. Amen.
funny you said that because I was just thinking about earlier. I heard the Lord say, it's not about the struggle, it's about the snuggle. <laughs> it's about staying in the love of God. Anyone else? Oh my gosh, Des is coming up. Anybody got any ear protectors? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Experience, we know that. Oh boy. Yeah. You guys ready? Because you've got to be ready, man. You cannot receive these words and do nothing with it. Sister has already said it. Open doors. What does that mean? Thank you. You've already... Tina said it. There's a door which is open. But we can stand at the door. It comes back to two weeks ago, we done a session on Wednesday. And it was the lepers at the gate. Okay? The lepers at the gate were standing. So we're now standing at the gate. Shall we stand here and die? Or shall we go through and die? Brother, just summed it right up there. We can either stand at the gate and do nothing. Or we can go through. Because you know the lepers, when they went through, what happened? Sorry? They found the spoils. Isn't it interesting? We were talking about spoils. The Lord's already done it. He's already done it. He's given you a gift for a reason to go into the city. Wherever the city might be for you, He's already given you, He's done it already. All we've got to do is step in and go and claim it because it's ours. This is not difficult. Some of us have to just get off our, I'm going to say it, Pastor, get off our asses, yeah? Right? <laughs> don't, don't, come, don't be religious, man. Get off your backside and go and do the thing that you've got, to, that he's given for you to do. He's given us everything. We just have to get up and go and do it. Or be like the lepers at the gate, stand here and die. Do you want to stand there and die? I ain't doing that. There's people out there, sister said it, there's people out there waiting for us and only we can do it to go and bring back the captives. Take them out of these false prisons that pastor's talking about that have been created in their, in their minds and bring some income for them. It, we are the solution. Don't look for this world to give you the solution. We are the solution. All we need to do now is act on it. And it might sound, that I'm, I'm, might sound like I'm telling people off. You know what? The Lord's saying, get up, man. Do it. Exactly. Stop waiting, stop waiting, stop waiting, stop waiting. Do something. How long are you going to wait for? How long are you going to wait for? Truth be told, let's just get up and go and do it. Whatever it is. Make the decision, an irrevocable decision, something that you cannot turn back. It's, you've done. Once you make your mind up on something, you move forward. You want a witty idea? The Lord's saying, well, I'm going to give you a witty idea, but what are going to do with it? I've got them there waiting for you. What are you going to do? I'm not going to apologize, you know. Because the fact is, he's given us work to do. We now need to get up 
and go and do it. It's done. The lepers went in there and the spoils were already, they just went and took it. They were, they were just literally sitting there, t- just took it all and went back and reported it to who? The king. That's all I've got to say, man. But this is the time. We cannot, we've had so much word week after week after week. David, Dave, Deji, you know, Sister Abby, Pastor, week after week after week after week. Word, 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 word. You can have word and just be filled with word and do nothing with it. Or you can have word and be the word out there for the people that need to hear the true word. And the true word ain't what this world is, is, is giving them. This world is filling up people with absolute nonsense. I think we need to pray. Um, I think, um, are you going to say something, Nate? Then we really need to pray about that. Because I think, Deji, you were saying that, weren't you? That there's been so much word, the Lord said, that there's been so much word from the pulpit already. Yeah, one of the prayers, when Nate's finished, was to pray over the church that you would have the capacity to use what the Holy Spirit has released to raise the capacity yeah. of what you're doing with it, basically. Yeah. Because you can have all the word and you'll sit there and get fat on it, but if you do nothing with yeah. it, it doesn't glorify the Lord, like yeah. Pastor said Yeah, here. yeah, like you just... <laughs> so this, you know what I mean? It's very simple. Sorry, Nate. Oh, that's good. Uh, just two passages of scripture which underline what's been shared. Uh, the first is out of Exodus chapter 14. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still. Or what we're saying is you don't have to engage. The door is open. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall not see again. Uh, no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace or another transliteration is you need only to be still to not have to engage to not have to sweat strive or stress you just go through the open door and the other is um, out of Revelation chapter 3 And the angel of the church in Philadelphia, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these things say he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your work. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength and have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but indeed, sorry, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you because you have kept my command to persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to say something? Yes. Go ahead. Then I'm going to finish here, if you don't mind. Unless okay. somebody else, do you have something you want to um, share? I was sharing with um, David this morning. Um, and I think, um, I'll, I'll just share. 
this scripture, he says, um, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. And I know we think of that scripture as, you know, when Jesus was lifted up on Calvary and he was able to bring men to him. But I also hear it as saying, if we would exalt him, if we would magnify and glorify him, he will use us, he will use that and draw men because... You know, he said it was for the joy of receiving men that he went to the cross anyway. So he, it's if, it's it's okay for us to to um, go through open doors and you know um, everything, the wealth and everything comes to us. But what is it for? It's for him to be glorified. It's for him to be lifted high and magnified so that other men would see it and come to him so that his joy will be made full. And I just thought, you know, um, it, it makes sense now why he said that um, as we prayed into that this morning, that our lives would truly magnify and exalt him. And obviously this is a way through which he would do that. Amen. Did you say you had something, David? I, I could say something. It's you. It can. Go ahead. And then I'll finish here. I'll stop. I'll just give a testimony. Um, <clears throat> from um, Philippa's, Philippa's family have got f friends. They're kind of semi-related in Australia. And they, they're quite wealthy friends. Um, and uh, they made a lot of money through agriculture. Um, the, and they're in their 80s now, the, the kind of older generation. But the younger generation, who are like a bit older than us, a bit older than me, um, probably in their 50s, one of, them, one of them was, um, they, they have some land, and one, one of them was looking at um, fencing this piece of land. And he was trying to figure out how to fence this piece of land, and he had a dream one night. And in the dream, God showed him how to do it, showed him the type of, the type of way to make the fencing. And he, and he, he woke up and he, and he drew the picture of the actual fastening for this fence. And he, essentially, he's... Um, his company is called Clipex. You can look it up. I just looked up in Uruguay last year. I mean, Uruguay of all places, they made 14. Their, their turnover was 14 million dollars. I mean, that's one thing. National Trust uses fencing. Rail Track uses fencing. Like it's used all over the world. But it all came from a dream yeah. um, that Ashley had one night in about 2006. He just had had this dream. He was trying to figure something out. He couldn't figure it out. He went to bed. The Lord gave him a dream, and in the dream, God gave him. It, it was completely figured out, completely figured out in its entirety. So he, um, but you see, the thing about it is that because Ashley grew up in a family with, with wealth, he has a wealth mentality. So he has a way to, way to deal with it. And yeah. that's, that's our challenge, really. Yeah. If we don't grow up with wealth, we don't have that mentality necessarily. We're like, oh my gosh, oh, you yeah. know, we, we don't see things. Hugely as important. Well. So, yeah. so we've got to be, we've got to have that mentality of like God does want to bless us and give us wealth and give us wealth to use well. So, so that's just a little encouragement, you know. I mean, Uruguay, 14.7 million. That means throughout the world, I don't know what the turnover of that company is, but it must be in the hundreds of millions, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's a crazy, crazy thought. Amen. Amen. Just said it here if you want to. Sure. It reminds me of, uh, what does it remind me of? <laughs> No, it's just, you know, the way God works is not the way we think sometimes. That's just the way it is. You know, we have, that's why we just sang a song, something about your way is better. It's just, it's just the way it is. If we just learn to do it his way, things will work out quite well, quite honestly. Last thing I want to say is, uh, I can't go into it in depth, but you know, 
when I was in chemistry in college, chemistry classes, you know, they teach you about different, some of the stuff you use, you know, it's, it's called molarity or molality, and it speaks about the depth of concentration, like, you know, H2SO4, sulfuric acid, you know. You can have sulfuric acid that's this strong, but then you can have sulfuric acid that's this strong, you know what I mean? One of the strongest acids is hydrochloric acid. You can have hydrochloric acid here that you can put, it's so weak, you can put it on your hand and won't do anything. You can have hydroclassic over here, the, molar the molarity rate is so high, you can put it on a piece of steel and it'll burn through the steel. It's all about saturation points and, and the concentration levels. And the Lord spoke to me the other day in prayer and he said, one of the reasons he's kept us this size is because he's after a saturation point. And I, again, you just have to consider that he's after a level of a depth of concentration, like a chemical, is after a, a place of saturation to where we're, we're going to be so much more powerful than we could be over here. But it's all about like the issue we all know about the atom, electron, proton, neutron. The power is in the neutron and the, you know, the, the atomic weight of an element. You know what I mean? The power is in that neutron, the smallest aspect. The electrons are running all over the place. You know, the electron field is everywhere. And everything is made of atoms. You and I are. This is everything. But I'm just saying, it's like our atomic weight is increasing. It really is. Never doubt that. You know, it is true. You know, all things do work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. And you got to see it, man. There's no doubt. We are called according to his purpose. And we really are as a church. We really, really are. But it, it brought me a strange sense of, well, you know, I thought I had peace anyhow, but I, I saw something when he shared that with me. He said, I'm looking for a saturation point in the nucleus of this church. He said, that will be what I want to have for before it explodes, before we have nuclear fission, before the thing expands. And that really spoke to me. And I'm not just saying it to make myself feel better or make you think one way or the other. I actually believe that, that we're coming to a place of depth of concentration, depth of saturation in the spirit and in the wanting of his presence. I mean, the longing. Again, I'll never stop talking about the power of expectancy. You have to expect. It needs to be something we expect, not just hope for. Expect. Because it's like I always quote that verse in the Amplified where it says, We come to God on the authority of his word and the right of our necessity. I love that, that in the Amplified. The right of our, it's our necessity. But we get it because of the authority of his word. But it's the right of our necessity. And this is what I mean. So my expectancy is pure. It's not about Rod doing this, having this. It's about the expression of the spirit of the living God in the last days. Why not, like I said, the thought, why not, why not use us? Why not here? You know what I mean? Why not? I've read too much history. You know, David Atkins is the one that knows the history about every missionary in the planet. But, I'm, you know, I've read too much history about how small things cause gigantic explosions. Everywhere, revivals, anything, whatever, man. 
It just it all starts with one person's obedience, and then slowly a group evolves, like-minded faith, like-minded. And that's what's been happening to us for a long while. We're becoming more and more like-minded. We are the household of faith. But we are stretching forth and reaching a place of saturation that at some point has to, because this is the way molecular science works, it has to explode when you reach a certain degree of saturation. Mm. So, Father, we just thank you. We continue to speak over each and every individual and this church as a body. Father, will of God be done. Yes. We will be patient, but we will stretch forth. We will be patient, but we will expect. Amen. We will not live in false humility. We want wealth. Absolutely. We want it. But that's because we know what to do with it. In the name of Jesus, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your hand that's been upon us thus far. Father, I thank you for the incredible, massive multiplication of gifts and grace and mercy upon us in the future. The multiplication of people as well, Father, simply because you want them to know your truth. Everybody in this room right now has a massive warehouse of information that others don't. I mean, they are massively full of information that will set people free from whatever their given situation is. So there's a meeting point right in front of us, Father. There's a horizon that we're approaching and all I'm saying is, Father, we decree that we will be ready in the day of your power. Like it said, we will be willing in the day of your power. We will not faint in our mind while we wait. We will not faint while we wait. We hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For faithful are you who has promised. I believe that. So in Jesus' name, we give you thanks, Father, for what you're doing in each and every individual. And I really mean it, Lord, in every individual. Let, don't let one of them ever find themselves saying, well, that's probably not for me. Don't ever. No, no, no. It's for every single one of us. Every single one of us. We're known in heaven before we were born, evidently. It's incredible. You had that plan already for every person. You are a remarkable, incredible God. And the truth of your love just continues to astound me as you just keep on loving us no matter how many missteps we take. You just keep loving us because love conquers everything. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. We're going to thank the thoughts of God. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 